This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, December 8th, 2021, Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Paul, it feels good to be back in our regular time slot. Yes, it does. Everything's right in the KOP world. Yes, it is. And there's uh, no title defense next week. Um, I'm not going to be here. But we'll, we'll, we'll announce more as that towards the end of the show on that one. So. Right, right. So we can't we can't blame the fact that you're not a fighting champion because we know you are, unlike moi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it has it has been decided uh Battle of the Belts, the KOP title will be on the line one way or the other. January 8th. So uh so takes place. mark your calendars for that. Yes, that should be a fun event. Uh we were just talking before we started recording. It's time for AEW to start ramping up these shows, and hopefully that starts next week with Winter is Coming because, you know, January 5th, uh, Dynamite goes to TBS. And then, yeah. like you said, Battle of the Belts is on January 8th. So the first of uh, what will be four TNT specials on the year. So, Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Yep, I think uh, I think we'll see. Um, oh, we'll, we'll get talking about the roster <laughs> a little bit. Let's, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Let's get right into it. The title cast starts as usual. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Excalibur welcomes us to Long Island. And uh, then we get MJF's music. Of course, you know, the hometown hero, or however you want to say it, the hometown boy, always starts out the show. But instead of MJF walking out, Punk walked out. And uh, Punk's getting a lot of uh, cheers and booze, of course. Because it's punk and now he's the heel because he's in Long Island. Comes out, he uh, reveals a Four Pillars t-shirt, only MJF's not on it. We see uh, Britt Baker in his place this week. And um, he's dogging on the Islanders bad. Of course, he's a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Um, he does not, uh, Punk says he doesn't understand why MJF had to get Baker involved. Punk says he has his eyes on next week's AEW championship match between Hangman and the Dragon. First time we've really heard him refer to as the Dragon. Yeah, instead of the American Dragon, just the Dragon. Uh, Punk wants to fight MJF. 
MJF, but MJF avoids him. Punk again challenges MJF. Punk says he does not want to mess with the other members of the Pinnacle. Punk also says that MJF is bringing Larry into their feud, and uh, Punk says Larry has more balls than MJF, and Larry's neutered. Yeah, I love that line. That was great. He tells the crowd that if they're back at MJF, well, he thinks they're all chicken crap. You with me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Um, it looks like my camera's <laughs> frozen, so I will. Uh... Yes, I love the smile that you're providing everybody, <laughs> at least. Well, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to fix this real quick before I uh, give my thoughts here. I don't All know right. Why my camera decided just to go out. It's always something. It it is, man. Uh, you've got more technical difficulties than um, you know. There we go. I'm back. Most people. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, I think. Woo, there we go. You went fast right, for a right. second. You look like the Flash. All right. I wish I was that fast. But <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this segment. I really enjoyed this segment. Uh, Punk coming out, swerving everybody. Because if you remember when everybody was ready for um, the last or the, the first dance, I about called the last dance, the first dance, um, everybody wanted MGF to come out with punk's music and entrance. So I like how they played off that. Um, it's another example of AEW pay attention, paying attention to their fans and not yeah. disappoint them. And then I thought it was fun with all the lines that punk was throwing out towards MJF wearing the pillars t-shirt, which is available on pro wrestling tees. I saw already um, with, with a uh, Baker on there. Punk loves to uh, loves to make Britt Baker over. That he does, and it, you know, it's all about her accomplishments. She has done, and I, I've got to say, I was not a Baker fan when she first started. I remember that. I thought she was too green. She has taken the time to learn, to grow, to better herself, and I love what she's doing as champion. So I, I agree with Punk. You know, her yep. championship reign has been phenomenal. Yep, and and they keep. Playing off the pillars. I mean, we've seen MJF and Britt Baker on Twitter taking pictures with each other, talking about the pillars. You know, this the pillars are that's getting thrown around. It keeps getting thrown around more and more around AEW and on social media. So I like how they're addressing that as well. And then, like you mentioned, Punk making some digs at the Islanders. That's fun. Um, the Islanders made the Stanley Cup last year, but didn't get it done. Now they're not playing too hot this year. Yeah. And uh, then bringing up Larry. And, and, his, and his balls and being neutered out, that was good too. So uh, I really enjoyed the way the, the way the show started tonight. Absolutely. And I, I kind of popped a little bit for the uh, heelish punk. Just sure. gonna, it was a different just say. It freshened it up a little bit. It was something yeah. we hadn't seen yet in AEW out of him. And I was a huge punk fan when he was a heel. So yep. this works even better for me <laughs> yep. i think it's a preview of what we're eventually going to get out of his character down the line oh yeah i'm ready for it as long as we don't get the straight edge society <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not a big fan of the straight edge society uh, i don't know i don't know what the contract status and impact for um, your brothers are but yeah they're a little mixed run in aw i at least in my opinion didn't go over that well Right, right. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll mm -hmm. see what happens. Um, we get uh, 
Excalibur and Shivani going over tonight's card, and then we go to a commercial break. Of course we do. I mean, you know, we're 20 minutes into the show. Why wouldn't we go to yeah. a commercial break? Get that ad money. Yeah. Uh, we come back from commercial break with the Dynamite Ring Battle Royal. Bell rings, competitors begin attacking each well, other. Before that, before that, oh. we had a little, a little vignette of MJF. If you yes, correctly, yes, we I'm did. Like, Who's driving this sweet car? And then I saw the scarf. I'm like, ah, it's MJF. Yes, and I thought that was, I thought that was pretty neat little package. Yeah, together. goes over uh, his accomplishments, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he makes his way to the ring in a Letterman jacket. Yep. So first time we've seen him come down with any type of jacket on for his entrance. Big, huge pop out of the crowd, and he's still being a heelish ass. I loved it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, the bell rings. Competitors begin attacking each other. MJF is nearly eliminated, but Sean Spears saves him. Lee Moriarty gets eliminated by Wardlow almost right after the bell rings. Seidel gets eliminated. Hardy's then eliminated or eliminates Jay Lethal after hitting him with brass knucks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a Don- little feud, feud I, I want to see. Matt Hardy oh, me too. Jay Lethal, that sounds fun. It would be good. It would mm-hmm. be good. I'm just saying. Um, Dante Martin then eliminates Matt Hardy. Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs go at it. Oh, that was This fun. was my favorite part of the match, just watching these two powerhouses just go back and forth. That's what I like about these Battle Royals. They can tease things. And when they tease those two guys, I'm like, yep, I want to see that match. Yep. Um Wardlow gets Hobbs on the ropes. Leo Rush comes over and eliminates him. Of course he does. And then we go to picture in picture. We return from break. MJF eliminates Leo Rush, Lee Johnson, and Wardlow. Wardlow is upset, set, but Sean Spears helps calm him down. Next, MJF eliminates Frankie Kazarian after ducking his clothesline. The three competitors left are MJF, Dante Martin, and Ricky Starks. I, I, was knew ex- what, I knew what was coming, though. So did I. I knew it wasn't going to be Team Taz facing Team Taz. Yeah. So it was either going to be Ricky and MJF or Dante and MJF. Yeah. Uh, Dante Martin grabs Ricky Starks, tosses him over the ropes, and throws down the FTW uh, armband. The bell and rings. It, it, here's what I had a problem with, though. The camera work was fine, but then it cut away and missed him taking off the FTW the team Taz symbols on, on his arm. Yeah. And you know, at first I thought, okay, Dante's just doing that because it's every man for themselves. But then Taz right away. Oh, that son of a, he betrayed us. So right there, he's already telling us what kind of happened. It just all kind of seems so rushed. Yeah. I mean, I think Taz of all people should have just been there kind of like speechless and, and then, you know, Excalibur or Tony, like, uh, Taz, are you all right, dude? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, I don't know what happened. Right, you know? right, right. But Instead he immediately, yeah, he's immediately going, he betrayed us. We had yeah. a, we, we had a contract with this young man and, and da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, but to after the bell rings and, uh, the wristbands thrown down, MJF walks away after shaking, Dante's hand kind of made me feel like maybe MJF paid off Dante. It's kind of where that storyline looked like it was going for a second. Um, Starks attacks Martin. MJF walks up the ramp and then runs back down to the ring. Looks like he's going to save Martin, but starts attacking him instead. 
Punk comes out to save Dante Martin, but MJF retreats. Dante Martin is back up, hits Starks with an enziguri, and Punk then hits the GTS. Boom. Commercial I, break. I, I was surprised to see Punk come back now. I thought Leo Rush would be coming yeah. down. I, I figured Leo was still somewhere around the ring or something because, again, Taz was, oh, you know, oh, oh, Leo Rush and Dante Martin, they they tricked us. They This was all one big ruse. and But then you don't see Leo Rush. I mean, if right. Leo would have been ringside, maybe I would have bought that storyline. Right, right. It, so, yeah, the whole, I mean, so Dante was in Team Taz for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. What's the bigger storyline? Maybe. Right, it's been seven months since his ACL surgery. I don't, so I would think he'd be out two more months that maybe Darius comes back and Team Taz tries to get help. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I'm. I hate to say it, but I'm really intrigued in what's going to happen next with Dante and Team Taz. And that's what they want you to do. Um, yeah, and Phil. And and good for them putting Dante Martin against MJF. They're pushing this kid to the moon. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, he he deserves it. I mean, sadly, I don't think he's going to win next week. I don't either. I think MJF gets it three years in a row. Yep. To me, though. When when they started talking about the Dynamite Diamond, it was going to be like a belt. It was going to be defended. And MJF just walks around and uses it to punch people in the face when he can't use Wardlow. And, and that's why it would almost be weird if MJF didn't have it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think at this point, if MJF doesn't have the Dynamite Diamond, it's going to be weird. Yep. Uh, after commercial break, we've got Jurassic Express and the Varsity Blondes taking on the Acclaimed and 2.0. Uh, Max Caster comes out with yet another good little rap. Did you, did you catch his New York bigger bigger in New York than New York reference? Yep. yep. Classic. Yep. And then uh, they're going to run Jungle Boy out of town faster than Cuomo. Yep. I mean, he had some good ones. <laughs> yes. And I know we were texting. He, he's he's a good rapper. I mean, it's a, he's entertaining every week. I'm like, what's he going to rap with? I, I want to yeah. see that. And, yeah. and him and Bowens, they can go in the ring. They're a fun team. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. These guys have definitely grown on me. Yep. Uh, and real quick. Um, yes. Back to the Jurassic Express. They came out with Christian Cage, and Christian went to the back. Um, what do you think is going to happen there? Are we going <laughs> to get a Christian turn, or are we going to get – Christian turns the Jurassic Express into heels, or Christian, you know, because he's got to get them up to the, get the attack team. Does he cheat for them, and they then they get mad at him for kind of turning heel? You know, there are like seven different ways that this storyline could go that I'd be okay with almost every single one of them. Um, I think it's still too early to tell. I no. think they're going to keep teasing us for a little while. We get. Jungle Boy, who will say something kind of heelish, and then Christian will do something. Luchasaurus, though, just yeah, exactly. that's all he does anymore. Yeah, it's it's um, he used to cut a great promo, and then Marco stunts trying out for the voice, so which Tanner's all for. Go well, team, yeah. go Marco, yeah, win it all. He's a talented singer. Congratulations <laughs> to him. Good luck. Um, he tweeted that he got a call back. I'm not a Marco guy on AW television, so <laughs> he can go on the voice, take some time off. That'd be great. <laughs> win the whole thing. Yeah. Win the whole thing. Go get yourself a record deal. 
Yeah. Your number one fan, Tanner Lee, says you can do this. I'll buy the album. <laughs> I, I almost thought about buying you like a number one Marco Stunt fan t-shirt and making oh you wear God. it on the podcast. As punishment for losing or something. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> I mean, if, if they used Marco like the Attitude Era used Spike Dudley, I'd be okay with that because Spike just got his ass thrown around everywhere and, and sold and, and and Marco doesn't do that. No, Marco throws himself, gets thrown around, and then the match is over, and it's like nothing happened. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is why they've written him off of TV. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the bell rings. Bowens and Jungle Boy are in the ring to start us out. Jungle Boy takes Bowens down quickly. Bowens tags in Caster. Caster gets some shots in on Jungle Boy. However, he does not control the match as Jungle Boy sends him out of the ring. Jungle Boy then tags in Brian Pillman Jr., who uh, has the advantage over Caster. Bowens helps Caster out by pushing Pillman off, and Pillman falls outside the ring. Matt Lee and Jeff Parker of 2.0 are double-teaming and controlling Pillman. Parker sends Pillman into the corner, sternum first. Parker continues to hit Pillman with multiple strikes. Pillman escapes another attack. Pillman makes it to Luchasaurus for the hot tag. Luchasaurus cleans the ring quickly. Luchasaurus hits three of his four competitors with big corner splashes. Luchasaurus hits Max Caster with a big choke slam. Jungle Boy gets tagged in and clears the ring. Eddie Kingston runs down the ramp, which bad camera angle on this because mm-hmm. I didn't realize who it was at first. Uh, stops Daniel Garcia from getting involved since Garcia into the steel steps. Caster goes for the mic drop. Jungle Boy counters and puts Caster in the snare trap. Caster has no choice but to tap out. After the match, 2.0 and Garcia go backstage and attack Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. I wanted to know what Kingston was saying backstage. Yeah, I think I think it was a mic problem. Yeah. That or they just didn't plan on him saying anything. But love him with Ortiz. I did see a backstage shot on Twitter with him, Ortiz, and Santana. Mm-hmm. Give me those three back. Reunion of LAX. I'm all for it. AEW, you can't tease this to us and not pull the trigger. You can't right. do that. He can't do that. So. Right. And it's perfect right now because Jericho is overseas with Fozzie doing a tour right now, and he's going to be off TV for a couple weeks. Yep. So this can fill in for that story until he comes back. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be an absolutely great story too. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Yep. Yep. Um, up next, we get FTR cutting a backstage promo, challenges the Lucha Bros on AEW Rampage for the Tag Team Championships. Yes, they were uh, successful in their defense over to Lucha Bros down at Triple Mania over the weekend. So uh, that was for the AAA titles. So now they're going to run it back for the AEW Tag Team titles on Rampage Friday, which was supposed to be last Friday, but yeah, uh, Ray Phoenix was injured and couldn't travel, I guess, so. Yeah, but he but he but he competed Saturday last weekend, so I don't know what what happened there. Customs, yeah, and I kind of gathered that from the illegal reference that was made during that promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so somebody had some green card issues last week, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up next, the Young Bucks Wait, versus. Was, sorry, time out real quick because we were talking about FTR, and I meant to ask you about this on text message oh, okay. the other day, but I, I didn't get a chance to. Did you happen to see their uh, rift with the Briscoes the other day on Twitter? I did not. Yeah, so Dax was pretty much telling the Briscoes that uh, 
you make fun of their clothes and everything. Or no, Cap, yeah, Dax was making fun of their clothes. Said they he would, you know, they need a GoFundMe page. And then he said, actually, better yet, I'll just pay for your your gear. The Briscoes got mad. They cut a, uh, a video during their lunch. Pretty much telling FTR, they're done with this Twitter stuff. Let's go. Let's square up. I'm like, AEW, let's get these guys in already. Yeah, these- absolutely. Their contract's up. Yep. And for the Arena of Honor talent, that contracts aren't up yet. They will be at the end of December. So yeah. we started getting some of these guys in. I mean, the Briscoes against FTR, against Proud and Powerful, against the Young Bucks, against... Uh, um, Even if the Briscoes aren't all elite and they just come in for a right. few matches and a couple right. quick feuds and they're there right. three months and gone, I'm fine right. with that. I want to see them against FTR. Really bad. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Yeah. I do, too. Uh up next, the Young Bucks with Adam Cole and Brandon Cutler, or the Super Elite or Super Click. Super Click plus Cutler. Yeah. I think that makes them the Super Elite then, Super doesn't elite, it, when yeah. Cutler's yeah. with them? Yeah. I, I don't understand how it all works. Yeah. Uh, versus Chuck Taylor and Rocky Ramiro with Orange Cassidy. Chaos, what was it that they Chaos kept referring to? They're, they're yeah. part of the Chaos Project now, which is... A New Japan faction. Okay. And um, okay. I mean, um, Okada is the leader. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. But uh, take a minute here. They came out to the best friends theme. They did. I love it. I love it. I love that theme. I don't know why. But it's yeah, just, it's, just it's the, something the first about few it. chords there kind of yeah. make you pop. So yep. good to see the Bucks back on TV in a match. First match we've seen them in since uh, Full Gear. First time I think we see the, just those two in tag team action since All Out. Yeah. Yeah. They've always, it's always been a three way for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get into the match, Rocky Ramiro and Nick Jackson started off. Both men counter each other's moves until Ramiro hits Nick with a drop kick. Ramiro takes Nick down again with a shoulder tackle and then hits Nick with a deep arm drag. Chuck Taylor tags in and Matt Jackson is now in after getting the blind tag. Now we see Rocky Ramiro hit Nick Jackson with a tope suicida. The Young Bucks begin to double-team Ramiro with AEW referee Rick Knox being distracted, as he always is. No way. Nope. Yeah, Knox is more easily distracted than any other ref in history. So... (laughs) <laughs> you got your refs who uh, take more bumps than anybody else. Then you've got Rick Knox who's distracted by everything. Yep. Ooh, look, shiny quarter in the twelfth row, <laughs> where there's no lights. <laughs> um, the young bucks work on keeping Ramiro in their corner. Matt goes for a super kick, however, he avoids it and gets to Chuck Taylor for the hot tag. First, Taylor hits the young bucks with a, a tope canhilo. Then the Young Bucks hit Taylor with a DDT flatliner combo, which looked painful. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt hits Taylor with a senton on the outside. Then Nick hits Chuck Taylor with a flipping senton from the top rope. Go to another picture-in-picture commercial break. Sometimes I wish they'd just go to a commercial break and let us guess what happens. Honestly, at first when the the promotion started, I was like, you know, this picture-in-picture is pretty cool. Now... It goes the picture picture more times now. I'm checking my phone than I am looking at the screen because it's yeah. commercial without the audio to me. So. 
Yeah, and then, you know, I get distracted by something on my phone and don't realize the match is back on. So I miss, like, the first 30 seconds to a minute after the match comes back. Or, or they do a big spot during picture-in-picture, like somebody going through a table or something. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, during the break, the Young Bucks worked the crowd a little bit. Chuck Taylor is making a comeback. Jack, Matt Jackson was about to hit Rocky Romero outside. Orange Cassidy stops him. Adam Cole runs over and takes out Orange Cassidy. Rocky Romero takes out the Young Bucks with a double hurricanrana. Romero gets hit with a face buster by Nick Jackson. Cutler gets into the ring, sprays Jackson with the cold spray. Adam Cole enters the ring and tries to hit Rocky Romero with a super kick, but he gets stopped by Orange Cassidy. Nick Jackson hits Cassidy with a super kick. The Young Bucks take advantage and hit Romero with the Meltzer driver. Matt Jackson pins Rocky Romero to get the win. After the match, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole continue to attack Chaos. Wheeler Yuta comes out for the save. However, he gets taken out. No surprise there. Poor Wheeler. <laughs> he is the squash guy of the group. He always tries, but yep. <laughs> and, and because of that, now he's going to get choked out by Chris Statlander. Yep. Every time he fails, Statlander hits him out. Yep. Adam Cole hits Wheeler with the Panama Sunrise, and the Best Friends music hits again. And this threw me for a second, because I was like, did we just have a production error? And then you get the front of the van. And I went, that's Sue's van. Trent's back. <laughs> and sure enough, Trent was there. Comes out, takes out Brandon Cutler, takes out each member of the Super Click, the best friends, then all hug in the middle of the ring because you got to give the people what they want. I had a feeling this was coming sooner than later. I, I didn't know if it was going to be this week, but I knew Trent was a Long Island boy. Um, Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports, who hosts the Wrestling Podcast, he had Tony Khan on the show this week. He had Adam Cole on his show. And um, Tony Khan was actually in studio, and so were the Orange Cassidy, Trent, and Chuck Taylor yesterday. So, and during that episode, which got released this morning, he was asking Trent when he was going to be back. And Trent was kind of, ah, I don't know, you know, my neck still got some healing. And I'm just thinking back in my head, this is weird how he's answering these. I think he's coming back soon. Yeah. So, and then after the match, how everything was kind of happening and just the camera angles, I'm like, he's definitely coming back. But I did not foresee Sue coming out in the van. That's what made the moment for me. That's what popped me because I'm not the biggest best friends guy. I know you are a big fan of them. They're not really my cup of tea, but that's okay. But I am a fan of Sue and her van. That's fantastic. And the, the best thing about this is, you know, it always – I always think back, you know, because uh, my wife was asking me, she goes, well, who, who's that? You know, after everything was done, I was like, well, that's Sue. It's Trent's mom. Well, why is she there? I said, well, because they're the best friends. They made a joke one time about Trent's mom bringing them to the show every week. Yep. And so they tried it one time where she actually drove them out and they got out of her van and the crowd loved it so much that yep. it just became a whole thing. Takes me back to Daly's place. Takes yep. me back to BTE with her throwing the papers, Brody's papers, and Brody literally just kind of laughing and then trying not to laugh. You but... better sell for Sue. You you fall down. <laughs> you sell for classic. Sue. Yeah, it was classic. So yeah, uh, good good stuff. So so that was a good spot tonight. I really got Twitter going. 
That was uh, two different spots tonight that really made me think back to the Brody era of uh, BTE. Because, you know, Griff Garrison was out there, and all I could hear was Brody, who the f- is Griff Garrison? Yep. Well, <laughs> we've seen Griff on TV. So. Yeah, and that's why it worked perfectly, and that's what made me do it, because yeah, I haven't seen him on anything. He just returned to Sammy's vlog not too long ago. So. Yeah, after being off for a while. So yep. it was like, you know, nice little refresher, something fun for the New York crowd. Yep. Uh, next, we see Ruby Soho backstage. They're getting ready to talk to her about some stuff. And then, of course, the Bunny and Penelope Ford show up and say, oh, we don't want to interrupt your interview, but, you know. We're going to anyways. Yeah. And uh, they tell Soho that they will have a match on Rampage. Soho says she doesn't need to wait and begins fighting. Nyla Rose joins in on the attack. Ty Conte and Anna Jay run over to stop the attack. Yep. Tay J seems to be saving everybody everywhere. I mean, are they the new superheroes of backstage? That's what it seems like, doesn't it? Almost every week. Yeah, they're saving somebody every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go... Out front now to Tony Schiavone interviewing interviewing Sammy Guevara about the TNT Championship Open Challenge. Cody's music hit. This didn't sound right. It threw me off there for a second. I was. It was. Different. It, was it sounded different tonight. There was something okay. different about it. No, you're right. I'm glad it wasn't just me because I was like, what? And then no. I saw the American Nightmare logo and I went, it is Cody's music. Well, and the, <laughs> and the um, background color was like a tealish blue. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Purple or red or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cody comes out, tells Sammy that he is challenging Sammy for the title at AEW Holiday Bash. That is Rampage on Christmas. They're yeah. wearing it on Saturday on Christmas so. night. Um, yeah, Cody, his skin looks pretty gnarly from yeah. the Flaming Table. Last I week. love the one little random bandage right by his elbow. Like, that's going to do anything. And boy, did he get booed out of the building Ooh. tonight. And he was loving it. He was laughing yeah. the whole time. Um, like little said, bit challenging, of challenging uh, Sammy on Christmas, see if he can become a three-time TNT champion. Like how he said, good luck, kid. Throwing it all the way back to the very first, ep- first episode and first match on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Washington DC back in uh, October 2019, um, and then I loved his little heel tunnel tease that gets better and better every week. He is leaning into this fully. He is just playing to the smart mark fans. Yep, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. One of my other, I mean, he didn't say much tonight, but one of the other did. things that I like, uh, apart from the throwing it back to the first ever match between the two of them was from one good guy to another. That too. That too. That's just, totally uh, that's just a, nope, not doing it. I'm yep. a good guy. Deal with it. And then, uh, no, nope. Which I've already seen Twitter run rampant thinking he's going to turn heel and become a three time TNT mm-hmm. champ, which, Hey, if he can't become the world champ, become the most decorated TNT champion. Yeah. The 16 time TNT champion. <laughs> <laughs> There was something interesting I saw on Twitter the other day, and I, I need to dig deeper into it, but I, I haven't had a chance to. There was a great video that kind of went viral of a, of a AEW fan that had um, special needs, and he got to meet CM Punk. Yes. In that video, if you look closely, you cannot see Cody's neck tattoo. Yeah. 
I'm thinking maybe he was going as uh, Fuego 2 and they put makeup on it. If not, uh, what? I mean, it, I'm not saying that tattoo's fake, but it, it, it took me for a loop. It really had my mind thinking, though. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about because I first came across that on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. And um, then it got somebody shared it from TikTok yeah. to Facebook where it blew up. Yes. Um, because he starts by talking to Cody and Punk walks up at the end of the first video and then everybody was like, we need to see the full interaction with Punk. But yeah, there. now that you say that, I didn't catch no, it either. Either side of his neck, there's no tattoo. And yeah, like I said, maybe there's some makeup on there, but I don't know. It, it just kind of... I sure hope. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, man, now I'm going to have to go back and dig into that. Yeah, because... Wow. Because I'm like, there's no way they, they doctor that up if it is fake every single week, you know? And, and we've seen right. them on roads to the top and other things with it. So I'm thinking he probably was going to be Fuego 2 later or, or doing something they needed to cover it up, put some makeup on. He, but if he's not Fuego 2. You're right, he's not. But <laughs> if, if, uh, if they did cover it up, it was really, really good makeup that like wasn't heavy at all. So I yeah. don't know. It, Who knows? It kind of blew my mind. So, yeah. Um, after Cody walks backstage, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky cut a promo talking about how Rhodes gets title shots because he's an EVP and uh, kissing TK's ass and said it wasn't fair. Page tells Sammy that Dan Lambert got him a title shot and that Lambert is coming back. Fat face dipshit coming back. <sighs> you said it, not me. I will. I'll say it all. The time. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't mind. America's top team coming back eventually, but this soon. Yeah, this is too soon. And to go right back into the Sammy thing that puts him right back in with inner circle. There is no point in it. And, and I'm just ready for Ethan page to be a face. I love that guy's vlog as he calls it, not vlog vlog vlog. And I really just want to root him on. Cause he's so likable outside the ring, outside his character. Um, and, and today he had yeah. Sky on the vlog a little bit, and Sky was talking about California, and it made me miss SCU. SCU, because I'm like, I'm like, you know, Daniels, we haven't seen him for what feels like a year. He is still. Little... I I saw this um, today. He is still dealing with eye problems from the match with the Bucks. Oh, well, he had that little thing with Impact, but then the Impact AW relationship kind of broke off. And then I was even thinking in my head, it's been a while since we've seen Frankie on TV. Well, tonight he was in the Diamond Ring Battle Royal, so that answered yeah. that. But, uh, I was kind of hoping he'd make it to the final three or four at least. Yeah. I knew he wasn't in the final two. but No, but, uh, yep, that was just kind of a kind of side tangent there. This kind of makes me miss SCU a little bit. It does, because, you know, this is the worst town I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> I miss those on yeah. BTE. Sure. I mean, you you get the SCU shots in the opening of BTE, but none of them are ever on the vlog anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all about the elite now. Well, and I figured if if Sammy gets past Cody for the team, and I think Scorpio will be his TNT opponent at Battle for the Belts. Oh yeah, because he's up there in the rankings. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was one of the things they mentioned. You'll take on anybody except somebody in the top five, right? Uh, yeah, I'm interested for this, but I, I think, I think Sammy's getting past, uh, 
Cody, since you know Sammy is in the um yeah, now uh, I just blanked the what it's called. Uh the match card. Uh for the whole show. Oh, the graphic for the belt. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. He is yeah. on there holding the belt. That's true. I mean that that could be a <laughs> easy you know edit to make, but yeah. 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 Cuz yeah, sometimes you can throw yeah. people off with those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, uh, I had a look. It was not 9.30, but we had Riho and Jamie Hayter coming out to the ring, which this told me this was going to be a longer match. And I know Twitter liked this match. Me, personally, didn't do much for me. I, I can't get into Riho's matches. That's just me. Um, I mean, you knew no. she was going to win. You knew she was going to take some punishment from Hayter, and that's what happened. So it was yep. just kind of predictable to me. And it's nothing against Rio. I think she, she tries hard. She just... I don't, I've never found her matches that entertaining. No. Uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Rio hits Hater with a diving foot stomp. Rio goes for the pin, but Hater kicks out. Hater and Rio are on the top turnbuckle and begin to exchange strikes. Rebel starts throwing strikes at Rio. Rio knocks Hater off the top rope. Rio hits her with a crucifix bomb, which looked a little off. Um, there were a few spots in this match that looked a little off because of the size difference between the two but uh-huh. uh rio hit the crucifix bomb hits hater with double knees and gets the win yep after the match rebel and baker rush the ring baker puts rio in the lockjaw, and she taps yep. and then the ref calls for the bell again <laughs> so it, it, it didn't. It really didn't do much for me. I was on my phone a lot during this match. I yeah. hate to say it. Yep. But, you know, there were just the size difference didn't work. Rio, you know, she hit the Snapdragon, didn't even lock her arms together because she couldn't get them around Hater. Uh, there were a few times she dropped Hater a little funky that I was a little concerned for. Hater dropped Rio a couple times that looked a little off. But again, I think it was the size difference. Yep. Honestly. So Hater hasn't dealt with somebody who's 90 pounds soaking wet. Because there aren't other any or there aren't too many other ones in the women's division like that. Yeah. And then, you know, Riho just doesn't do well taking on these big girls. Mm-hmm. Not that Hater's big, but you know what no, I mean. No, but yeah, yeah. She's built. In comparison. And in yeah. well, Rio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After the match, Excalibur announces matches for next week's Winter is Coming, which is uh, we got the Diamond Dynamite Diamond Final Two match, uh, the AEW World Championship match, and Serena Deeb and uh, Hikura Shida. Three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. Uh and then Taz has the big announcement that lit Twitter up. Hook is finally making his debut on Rampage this week as he takes on Fuego. Fuego del Sol and Hook take my money. Um, mm-hmm. They're finally sending Hook. Um, I am intrigued to see what the kid can do. I, I bet he wins in a squash match over Fuego. Two minutes. But, um, Two minutes. That'll, but that'll be neat. That'll be neat. Yeah, they must think he's ready. Or Fuego's going to hit the uh, Tornado DDT and throw us all off and win the match in, like, five moves. 
You never know. Because Fuego has been winning on dark and elevation a lot here yep. lately. So yep. by himself, mm-hmm. no Fuego 2 with him. Getting better. I mean, he had a decent match against Ethan Page last week on, on dark. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, didn't see much about uh, Two Fuego 2 or Too Fast Two Fuego. So, no, and the rest of the card for Rampage, you're going to get uh, Ruby Soho, um, um, KJ. KJ, thank you, and uh, against the Bunny, uh, Penelope Ford and, and, and Nyla Rose, um, Adam Cole versus Wheeler Yuta. Squash match. Yeah, Adam Cole's kind of becoming the Rampage darling lately. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, AW tag team title match between FTR and the Lucha Bros. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time we've gotten four matches on a I Rampage. you're right. So you're def- that's why. Two squashes up. and then two long matches. Yep. yep. <laughs> 100%. Uh, we get a Excalibur tells us that AEW Revolution will be in Orlando in March of 2022. Yeah, this was rumored for a little while. It was either gonna be late February, early March at the Amway Center where the Orlando Magic plays, so it's a big arena. Yeah, um, awesome, awesome market in Florida for, for AEW and in a new city they're gonna be running in Orlando. That'll be fun. So, We're not yeah, gonna be in Jacksonville, not gonna be in Jacksonville, and it's back on a Sunday. Yes, Tony likes to do Sundays unless they're going to interfere with the NFL. That's when he does Saturdays. Right. So uh, back to Sunday, yeah. March sixth. So good, good, be a good time. Yep. Then we get a promo package for next week's Serena D. Pakurashita three match. Uh, Tony Shivani after that is out to interview the Varsity Blondes, which just seemed off. I mean, yep. they haven't done anything, and now they're Why talking they to Tony Shivani, mm-hmm. and they start talking, and the lights go out. I knew what was coming as soon as those yep. lights came on, and sure enough, it was Malachi Black. Black spits the mist into the eyes of Julia Hart. She screams in pain, and it goes black again, comes back. She's still screaming. I think she stopped screaming, or they cut the sound when it went black for a few seconds. Um while Malachi made his way out of the arena. And uh, we've got uh, Pillman Jr. screaming for help, get her help, get her help, and commentary saying, you know, oh, that's what uh, blinded Pack a few weeks back. So thoughts on this? Well, for one, I thought Julia Hart did a great job selling it. Her scream is fantastic. She needs to be in the next Halloween movie next year or, or um, um, Halloween ends or um, – one of the new horror movies coming out. She has a great scream. Besides that, eh, it was very random. I'm interested. I am interested to see if there's a story to go along with it, because why is he targeting Julia Hart out of everybody? Um, or was he going for Pillman and Mist? Maybe. Because Pillman got some of it on his face, too. He did. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, I mean Malachi is such a Hard fit, hard character to figure out. I mean, he comes out last week on that Instagram with a post of two other figures in his Instagram, and and, and one of them's going up in the air, kind of uh, levitating. So it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. He teased so much in the, your your interview with him. I'm I'm really anxious to see. What I know it was so random tonight. It just didn't quite fit. See, he said uh, a few the next few weeks. <laughs> In my yeah. interview with him. Yeah. But everybody seemed to interpret that as the next two weeks. So the fact that nothing has happened yeah. in two weeks, people are like, oh, well, he lied. Yeah. Uh, no. 
I think few weeks means something different to Malachi Black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to a commercial break after the incidents with Julia. Come back and it's main event time. Yep. The American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Johnny Hungy, John Silver. Mm-hmm. Dark Order comes out with John Silver, but they do not go ringside with him, which has kind of become this trend as Danielson's taken on the Dark Order. Is they all come out at the very beginning. They don't accompany to ringside. They go backstage. That's that till post match. If they come to safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a lot of back and forth action, surprisingly. A lot of hard kicks. A lot of hard kicks. Silver got some great offense in. Sure. I was, I knew there was no way Silver was winning this match. But there were points where I wanted to believe that Silver was going to win this match. Sure. Just like Allen last week. You're mm-hmm. like, oh man, he could do this upset. But no, not the case. <laughs> um the end of the match, Danielson hits Silver with the Gotch pile driver, quickly puts him in the label lock, kind of a backwards label lock. It didn't look normal. Uh, we find out that Silver's out. I think Silver went out off the pile driver, honestly. <laughs> Danielson match, man. You can't you can't take your eyes off of it. He's, he might no. knock somebody out, knock somebody's tooth out, and he wins <laughs> matches in a whole variety of ways. Yes. Uh Bell rings, Danielson wins. He grabs the microphone, says, uh, first Uno, I kicked his head in. Uh, Cabana kicked his head in, kicked his tooth out. Angels kicked his head in, tore his ACL, MCL, mm-hmm. MCL. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes he didn't kick Silver's head in this week. So he turns to do that. As he's doing it, Hangman runs out, attacks Danielson, Danielson retreats. Hangman tells Danielson he will beat the cowboy shit out of him next week at Winter is Coming. And I think he will. I think it'll be a great match, but I think Hangman comes out victorious. It's going to be Hangman's first match. First, yeah, this is his first title defense, his first real match first since match winning the belt. Yep. There's no way he loses. Danielson's going to be tired. Yeah. He's uh, 13 and 1 right now. Um, it's a workhorse. Yeah, I don't know where the one came from. I missed that one. He well, he tied him and oh, Kenny that's right. Tied. It was a tie. At, um, yeah, it's thirteen zero and one. My bad. At Grand Slam. Yeah. 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 Thirteen zero and one tie. Yep. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that match probably more than anything on the card next week. Well, last year winter is coming. I mean, we saw Kenny cheat with Cal yep. over Mox, and we saw Sting make his debut. So. Who knows what's in store? Maybe a little uh, KOR? And uh, let's not forget, last year at Winter is Coming, we didn't know the card going into the show either. That's right. They kept almost everything from us. We knew a title defense and like one or two other matches, and that's what we're getting again this year. So do you think KOR shows up next week? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a couple that I'd like to see show up, but... I don't see how they show up or why they show up at this point. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. He's the one. I mean, they keep putting Bobby Fish with the elite. So I saw, I saw a uh, tweet today, and it was a picture. It was a sweatshirt. I'm like ninety percent sure it was fan made, but it said the undisputed elite: mm-hmm. Young Bucks, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, 
in O'Reilly. Yeah. I, I think he's coming eventually. I don't know if it's next week, but I think it's coming soon. Gargano, I have no idea. I, I The way they, they took him off TV last night, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably going to re-sign with them. He's just taking some time off to be with his wife. Yeah, because they're expecting the kid in uh, like February. I'm going to make a prediction now. Out of O'Reilly, Gargano, and Owens, or Sting, if you want to call him Kevin Sting, I think the WWE loses two of the three. Mm-hmm. And I think O'Reilly's definitely one of them. So I think one yeah. of the other two is going to jump. Uh, I think it'll be Owens. Yeah. I, I don't see Johnny. He was too emotional to jump ship. Yeah. And it was true emotion. It wasn't It wasn't fake. No, no. It, it was because you say what you want about NXT, but when it was the black and gold brand, it had some good stuff, and the, that's, yeah. that's done. End of an era. They're going yep. way in a different direction. Which I think is why a lot of those guys who didn't want to go to the main roster are now leaving. Yep. 100%. To come to a different black and gold brand. <laughs> yeah. Black, yep. gold, and white. Yep. So, uh, but a fun show tonight. Another good yeah. show. Yeah. You're wrestler of the night. Part of me wanted, wants to take MJF just because it was in Long Island. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to take okay. MJF. He, he was one of the final two. In the, in the in the diamond ring, so for the third straight year he makes the diamond ring finals, and he was the hometown boy tonight. So MJF, and uh, I'm gonna go with the other half of the finalist from that and go Dante Martin. Uh, heck of a showing from the kid. He got some eliminations. Uh, did a lot of great things in that match. Really showcased what he can do as he does every week when he gets into that ring. So yep. I definitely got to go with Dante this week. What was your rating for tonight's show? Uh, I'm giving it a seven and a half, seven point five. I'm actually gonna go six point five. Okay, a little lower than I've been. Um, I mean, I still thought it was a fine show, but just a few camera, camera cut segments really bothered me. The Team Taz Dante Martin stuff I thought just felt rushed. Um, the tag matches were all pretty predictable. Yep. Um, it was a fine main event, but wasn't anything that blew me away. I, I just don't, I don't know if you ask me what my favorite part of the show was, I probably have a tough time pinning that down. So, uh, my favorite part of the show was Wardlow Powerhouse Hobbs battling it out. I, I mean, I'm a, I, I'm a big Wardlow guy. I, yeah, when he's on TV, I'm definitely watching. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he uh, yeah, did very think, good at prote- uh, protecting MJF tonight too. I don't think his turn's coming yet, but it's it, it, it's coming. <sighs> They're, just it's, keep building that. Keep building yeah. it because it's got to be one of the biggest moments in AW history when it happens. Oh, if not the biggest, it's going to be almost as big as Kenny cheating to win the title. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think the only other thing that could beat the Kenny or Wardlow turn would be Cody going heel and challenging for the title. Yeah, only other thing that's going to top it at this point. Also, uh, before we. Um, wrap this up. Uh, uh, one day late. Happy birthday to John Moxley. Yes, sounds like he's doing well in recovery. Yeah, um, TK saw, talked about him. Yeah, saw somebody on Twitter actually post a picture with Moxley in a store from like two weeks ago. And yeah, he's got a really full beard going on right now. So okay, because of course you had the Twitter keyboard warriors saying, "Well, he's supposed to be in rehab." Well, there's different kinds of rehab. There's rehab you can come go in and out and voluntarily leave and still go do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so nobody knows what exactly he's 
he's doing. And no. also, I want to talk about, did you see Jack Evans' Twitter today? I did not. All right. So here's what's going on with him. Uh, I'm trying to find. Okay. 21 hours ago, he put, this will sound like a fake message, but it is not. I am currently being extorted by two police officers from the Del Valley Police Department in Mexico City. In the last four days, I have had to pay around 7,000 pesos, 350 American, and I'm not paying more. So if I get arrested on drug charges in the next little bit, I want to put it out there right now that it was planted by the Del Valley Police Department. Wow. Then he uh, tweets later, um, this was eight hours ago, Update, I filed an official complaint and got all my witnesses together. There is a lot of them, and I'm just laying low. Nothing else to share. Wow. So, good thoughts going with him. I hope he takes care of himself. That sounds like a nasty situation down in Mexico. Don't go to Mexico. There's there's some nasty parts down there right now. Don't drink the water in Mexico. Yeah, so hopefully Jack's okay. Yes. Yes, thoughts with Jack uh, as he goes through that. Did you see, I know this isn't AEW related, but did you see the good news that came out today? No. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is cancer free. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I guess I didn't know where you're going with the good news. (laughs) uh, I didn't figure you did. Good old Hacksaw on his two by four. That's all all good to see. Yeah, and I'm going to have to dig into it because... Last week, they didn't say anything, but this week, Excalibur mentioned that Justin Roberts wasn't there and that they were thinking of him while he was out. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see, I haven't seen anything about him. I haven't either, whenever it's so, family related or something. But of yeah. course, we know JR's went through eight radiation treatments so far, and he's not expected back till the 29th. So. Yep. Did you catch Shivani at the end of the show? Come back soon, JR. We yep. miss you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, um, thoughts to a lot of people right now throughout the AEW company as yep. they're battling whatever it is they're battling. And uh, we hope well, to see a full recovery from everybody. We're coming up almost a year later, a year to the date that we lost Brody Lee. We're coming up yeah. on the year of his passing. It's crazy to think about. So. Very quickly. Yep. And I'm sure AEW will do something in honor of that as well. And also, this is off topic, but it's on a W topic. You see, Brandy made her in-ring return. I did. I did. Yeah, Cody was all, all about tweeting months, about, about that. Having a baby. That's pretty impressive. Yes, indeed. So, congratulations. Welcome back, Brandy. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, I will not be here next week. You will uh, instead be joined by uh, Rip Ryerson Jr., so making his KOP debut. Uh, yeah, I've never met Rip, uh, Rip. 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 I've heard some good things, so I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to chat some uh, wrestling with him next week. Yeah, I think you guys will get along. Um, just know he is a heel. He is a heel. All right. He I'll... is a heel, so be prepared for that as uh, Rip makes his KOP debut. Should well, be a good show. Winter is coming, so. Yeah. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, that's one reason that there's no title defense next week because, one, we don't know the card, so we couldn't make predictions. Two, I'm not here. Right. I don't want to give a new guy a title shot. So 
Uh, you don't have the title, so you can't give him a shot. Right, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're making up a new title. Hey, don't tempt me. The KOP Diamond. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Just so you have a title because so you're jealous. Something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. March will be here before you know it, and you, yeah. you'll have a better shot at it. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping to get back in January. Nah, March. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be injured between now and then and uh, won't be able to defend it that night. All right. Now, you're, now you are starting to act like MJF. <laughs> hey, I can't help it. I'm better than you and you know it. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, anyway. If you won't be here next week, I'll let you wrap the show up. Yep. Uh, be sure to follow Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to us wherever it is you listen to your podcasts on a regular basis. And if it happens to be Apple, give us a like, give us a review. It helps us out. Go ahead and uh, follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And don't forget, may come in a little late, but you can still buy KOP merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, search Kicking Out Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, got a, we got a Christmas shirt up there that you can buy. You can rock uh, some KOP merch, support a great show, and look great doing it. And for that, join Tanner again next week as he kicks out another podcast with Rip Ryerson Jr. <laughs> <laughs>